Brooklyn Moses Podcast, episode number 17. Mark Fuller, Team Alliance, in the building. Roll call on deck. So let's see who we got on IG with us. Eddie Rocks is in the building. Eric Jones. Sharonda's here, JT is here, Sadiq is here, Nico is here. Mr. James is here. Oh, did you set me up with the um with the website over there? Nope. Nope. Come on, IG. Um, somebody on IG, please type in the comments, the website. Oh no, actually, I think it was done. Yeah, it was. All right, I see it now. Thank you, Mr. James. So let me pin that right there. So the BrooklynMosesPodcast.com, when you go to that site, um, it'll take you to the page where the podcast audio can be played. Also, it's available on iTunes and Spotify and wherever podcasts are available to be heard. All right. And we are on episode number 17. IG's in the building. Let me see if anyone is on Facebook. Facebook is giving us a little bit of trouble because we can't get watch parties over there, but we are still up and running nevertheless. Nevertheless. All right, so no one over there at the moment. And, of course, the YouTube gang is heavy, as usual. Deep. I see Stacy in the building. Let me pin this right quick at the top. Yep. Um, Stacy's here. Ashton is here. Maui Jeff is in the building. Mo is here. Forrest is here. Kalish is in the building. Jay Carly's here. Josh Huffman, what's good? Mr. Johnson, back back again today, huh? Uh, Tiffany's here. Jamal's in the building. Walker's here. Ramon, EJ, Kalisa, Jerry Brown. All right. We ready, man. So this is going to be another great episode, of course. Another powerful topic. Um... This is, a, this is a topic I think that a lot of people have inquired about in the past. I've talked about it many times, but I always like to, um, to bring topics back that I think are useful to people because it, you know, they tend to be like a frequently asked question type of deal. So this is definitely one of those frequently asked questions, I would say. Um... And we got another 15 minutes or so to observe this market. Um, I did get a chance to look at the market a little while ago. And um, I actually had a trade earlier today. I forgot what time it was because I was kind of groggy. I had just woke up. But there was a trade um, that I got into earlier. And, um, yeah, what is this, Wednesday? Yeah, so that's, the, that's actually the first time I took a trade this week. And... You know, that's it. Like business as usual. 
So we're going to get into the topic. And let me see what Walker said. Cat, if you don't get off of that box, I don't know why you like that box so much. Cat, he like he loves new boxes. It's not for you. Get out of here. Um, stuff I got to deal with with these kids. Between the kids and the cat, I got a job. I actually do have a job. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right, so um, Walker he says something just now. I want to read that comment. He said, this skill is going to be a literal lifesaver. The spoils of this decade will be left for the prepared and the skilled only. Off topic, but still. Listen, that's on topic. <laughs> on topic, man. All right, so what's the overhead of an online trading business this is a good one overhead see this is another thing that um i find interesting you notice how we talk about and discuss things that are facts we discuss things that are relevant and we discuss the entire spectrum of whatever it is that is the topic at the at the time all of these discussions and these dialogues are not just, you know, for the purpose of keeping people entertained. I mean, it's not entertainment at all, actually. Like, none of this is for entertainment purposes. This is all for, for educational purposes and for information to be available. So it really represents value. This is like Team Alliance and the content that you guys run into, whether it's a live stream you know, the podcast, audio, a video, educational content, the educational series, the TA Nuggets. What was the other um, series that, that's out there? Um, the one minute clips. If you listen to everything that is being said, it's an entire body of work. Of value. Like. This is years, personally for me, years of my experience with being in the market has a lot to do with the way I talk and the way I sound. But at this point, it has more to do with the way that I train now. So in other words, even though I've been in the financial markets and just in the industry for like 29 years, I would say that the majority of the most intense time for me as far as information and skill set has probably out of the 29 years been like the last five or six years because the 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 20 plus years before that led up to what i've accomplished in the last five six seven years understand what i'm saying and this will help to put things also into perspective for a lot of you that are looking at trading and looking at, you know, building this as a business. Because a lot of times people get caught up in the short term when you really have to be thinking long term if this is something that you actually want to do. So remember that first and foremost, this is never, ever about 
a quick buck. It's never about fast money. It's never about daily money. Like this is not about how much money you can make today. This is not about how much money you can make this week. This is about learning a craft, an actual skill that allows you to be in position to earn money whenever the market makes that money available to you. And that's the value proposition of this business. The value proposition is not you being able to get one trade a day, even one trade a week. Like that's not what this is about. The funny thing is that people can't even fathom one trade a week. Even though we talk about it all the time, most people don't even think like that. They're like, what? One trade a week? I could do that every day though. What happens when people do that is they're putting expectation from the market. But you're creating an expectation that should not be there. You understand? You can't place an expectation on the market if the market decides to do otherwise. So it's just like thinking that the market is supposed to give you a certain number of trades or a trade at a certain time. Market ain't supposed to do nothing. The market is doing whatever it wants to do all the time. Let's say that again. Market is doing whatever it want to do all the time, right? So with that being the case, you are either in alignment with that or you're not. And there's no in-between. There's no gray area either. You either on it or you off it. You either in alignment or you not in alignment, Okay. So I wanted to just kind of bring that up because that needed more clarification, I feel. And it's going to help me to come back to the, to the topic for today. So when you think about what it is that you're building as far as this business and trading, and then you kind of look at the entirety of it, you begin to realize that every time that you slow everything down, you are actually speeding up what you want. The short-term microwave mentality that you have to overcome because you got a little bit of it or you probably have a lot of it, depending on who you are. Most of us have a lot of it and we got to just overcome that. And we overcome that through training and repetition. But that mentality you have to deal with because it will misdirect you. It will have you thinking in terms of how many trades, how often. You see, like you thinking like that because you're trying to calculate how much money is going to go towards what it is that you need to pay for as far as your bills and, you know, other things that you want to do are concerned. And you're used to the employee structure. You know, you get paid every week, every two weeks, whatever, however often you get a paycheck. So when you have to deal with something that does not fit within that framework, it becomes difficult to deal with because you're not used to it. But what happens is just with time and the repetition of the training, that is creating 
exactly what you need to have and you need to possess in order to be able to function the way that you should function, which is not the employee mindset. It's the opposite thinking. Instead of you thinking in terms of how many trades a day or how many trades a week, you're thinking in terms of, am I going to even observe today? Check that out. Like this, just, just stay with me. Am I even going to open up the platform and look today? Or am I just going to train? You see what you're doing when you start to think that way is you're removing the need to feel that a trade is supposed to come to you just because you're on the platform. You understand? So this is actually leading into the topic because the topic is talking about overhead. This is a business and every business has some type of overhead. Yes. All right. So with this business, what's the overhead? Think about that deep because the overhead represents whatever's necessary as far as time or money spent to operate the business. Check that out. That's what, that's the definition of overhead. Overhead is time and money, right? See, empl- let, me get, let me give you an example. When you run a traditional business, you have employees. Employees represent time. They're, they're, they're performing a function, but the way that you distribute money to them is through time. You're buying time from them. Within the time that you buy from them, you are expecting them to perform certain functions within the time. So now that becomes an expense that becomes overhead, yes? No? What? Quickly. It's okay. I, apology accepted, but it's still no. Yeah, I'll talk to you in a minute. I will talk to you in a moment. Goodbye. So the overhead is the time. So as the, as the business owner, you're extracting time and you're filling the time with some type of value. So the value proposition for you as the owner is the time that the employee is performing the functionality in order to operate the business. So now that, that becomes that expense or part of the overhead meaning what's necessary to operate the business. See? So the dynamic is different when you're dealing with trading because when you are trading, you don't have employees. But if you think in terms of an owner, what is it that you need in in, in order for your business to operate with efficiency? And what I mean by that is a business that operates efficiently produces profit. Right. I'm pretty sure that we can all agree on that. A business that produces profit is efficient. And that's the objective of the business, period. So. Overhead is part of. The necessary things to operate the business in order for the business to achieve profit. So now if you take that context 
and you think about what we do in trading, what's the overhead for us? See, that's this is why I said this is going to be good. And I'm feeding you this because I want you to think about it. And when you think about it more, it makes the transition easier to move away from the microwave employee mindset and into the mindset that we need to be in in order for us to operate our business efficiently. And if you keep it in that context, it makes everything, everything easier for you to do. Because now you're not looking at what you're doing from the employee aspect. You're looking at it from the owner aspect. You understand what I'm saying? It's like, what do you need to do in order to produce profit in your business? <laughs> What's mandatory? What has to be done? You see? So that's what is going to help you to keep everything in context so that your mindset remains intact and you always maintain the correct perspective when it comes to the trading business, because this is a unique business as far as the structure of what we do. It's not like traditional businesses, but there is overhead in your online business when you trade, without a doubt. Question is, do you know what it is? <laughs> this is good. This is good stuff. So we're going to break it down. We're going to break it down. JT said training is a must. The market isn't always profitable, but it's always there. Ooh, who said that? Oh, 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 oh. JT said the overhead is time. Hold on. We getting there. <laughs> he said it's not monetary whoa whoa all right so let's so we so we're gonna talk about it from the perspective of of team alliance just so that we have all of the context for this topic so if let, let's say i signed up with team alliance so i signed up with team alliance training is 35 dollars a month okay so $35 a month is part of my overhead because I know that in order for me to be successful in this business, training is not an option. Hold on. Whoop, 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 whoop. Here we go. Here comes the clarity. Training is not optional. <laughs> what's funny to me is that people think that it is they think that you you can either train or not train and you'll still be successful if you don't train no no and listen to me don't and i don't want to make it seem like oh well you can only train with us in order to be profitable that that's not true and i'm not saying that what I am saying is that within what we do in the niche that we're in, you need to be trained a certain way, mindset wise, and as far as the foundation of the market. And if you don't have that, you will not be successful, period. 
So that's why I said training is not optional. So training is, is a part of what you need. Overhead, the things you need to operate the business. How are you going to be successful if you don't train to become successful with the blueprint that actually creates the success? How are you going to do it? You see? What you talking about, Willis? Simple questions. So <clears throat> you know that that's not even in the conversation anymore. Training, boom. Got to have that on deck. And especially at the level that we train. See, that this is another thing, too. For what we do on TA, we don't train like regular people anyway. Even if somebody else does train, they don't train like how we train. It's different. Because it's a complete whole package. There's no aspect of it that's missing. We got a way to win in the market, and then we have the actual mindset that we elevate to in order to perform the, the way to win in the market over and over again. Because check it out, this is what happens to people. They'll find something that does work and then they won't do it. Crazy. It's like, but hold on, it works, but why are you not doing it? Oh, I don't know, sometimes I just be, you know, I just be trying to just make it better. Why are you changing anything? It works. Yeah, but I thought I could just do it my own way, you know, kind of make it make it my own. I want to own it. Yeah, but it's not designed for that. Why are you trying to change anything? Why are you adding shit to it? Why are you taking shit away from it? What are you doing? Leave it alone. It works. People, do, they'll, they'll waste their time doing that. People have done that here. They came into TA, right? They learned the parameters. <laughs> They learn the parameters and then they off. They're like, all right, I got the parameters. I'm out. Shoot, I'm taking these trades now. I'm going to get this money. Then when they leave here and they go off on their own trying to, to apply the parameters that they think they learn here, they blow their accounts multiple times. And we don't hear from them no more. What are you doing? You trying to add stuff? You trying to take stuff away? Can't do that. Leave it alone. It works. It's designed to work. It's just like it's just like if you bought a McDonald's franchise, you got a rule book to follow. They literally send you to Hamburger University. I'm not even joking. They have a thing called Hamburger University that you go to when you want to buy a McDonald's before you can even own a McDonald's. In Hamburger University, you learn all of the ins and outs of how the business runs. You, that's mandatory. You got to do that before you even can become an owner. All seriousness. So they got a whole university you got to go to to learn. You can't buy no McDonald's and then I, when, you, when you own the McDonald's, you got a different machine in there for the fries. Now, I don't like, I don't like this machine. We're going to use a different one. We're going to improve this. Then the fries come out different. People eating it, they're like, this ain't, doesn't taste like McDonald's fries. It tastes like Burger King fries. <laughs> like, ew, these taste like Burger King fries. I, I thought this was McDonald's. They want that McDonald's taste. That's what they came there for. 
The reason McDonald's fries taste the same everywhere is because every every franchise location you go to is following the blueprint. None of them is doing anything different. They all following the same blueprint. All the owners went to Hamburger University. All the employees got a certain level of training that they got to go through. You got to go through a whole training just to make the burgers. Just to be on fries. You got to be trained a certain way. Temperature got to be a certain temperature, certain amount of time, certain amount of salt they shake on it. They got a whole system in place for fries. They got a whole system in place for milkshakes. Everybody don't operate the milkshake. Listen, when you order a milkshake at McDonald's, pay attention to who's doing it. They don't all do it. Certain people do the milkshake machine. Everybody's not trained to do it. If you ain't trained to do it, you don't touch it. Blueprint. Come on, man. <laughs> Follow the blueprint. So, I forgot what I, how I even start talking about this. But anyway, so my point is that there's a blueprint already in place. That's what training is. So training is what it is. Leave it alone. You don't got to add nothing to it and you don't got to take nothing away from it. Follow the blueprint and that's it. And it's not an option. It's not optional. Hamburger University is not optional. <laughs> I told y'all this was going to be a good topic. <laughs> Living a blessed life. What's going on? Ooh, that's a good one. I like that. Winston says, stupid trading is overhead too. Whoa. Mm-mm-mm. Bad overhead. Those that leave without checking into TA, checking in the vibration of TA, miss the mindset training, and consequently blow up. They blow out. Um, JT said, don't apply the parameters. This thing is not bright enough. That's what it is. Over here, squinting to see the, the letters. He said, don't apply the parameters on the wrong scope. So I'm going to be off when it's time to shoot. Got you. <laughs> That's hard. I like that. I like that. Lamont, what's going on? He said the aim is going to be off when it's time to shoot. That's hard. Very true. He said don't apply the parameters to the wrong scope. The aim is going to be off when it's time to shoot. Very good. Let me come over here to these comments. Um... 
<laughs> Mark's job is observing the market and the kids. <laughs> oh, man. Up, oh, Jay Carly's already there. Yeah, I was going to get to that too. She said, all of our overhead is stuff that we pay for anyway. Don't miss that. In other words, your overhead is your lifestyle. That's, your, that's the only overhead you ever going to really run into financially. Mm-mm-mm. Um, Kalisa, TA, overhead is what we pay in order to maintain our everyday. Right. See, y'all on it. Y'all on the vibe. You're on the vibe. And we and we're gonna get into that part of it too, because what this represents is cash flow business. This is a different structure. I'm focused, man. Structure here is different. This is cash. This cash flow. Mm-mm. Um, Applegate, what's good? Sadiq said overhead is $100, and you can include that. And that's really a seed. Uh, Forrest, overhead is your BS, and the time you spend learning the skill and getting the proper mindset. Now we getting into it for real. Now we getting it. Listen to what he said. He said the overhead is your BS. <laughs> Come on, Forrest. Run, Forrest, run. <laughs> Jay Carly said there is zero overhead, simply a redelegation of funds we were spending on something else of zero value. <laughs> Jay Carly in her she in her philosophical bag right now. <laughs> That's hard too. Damon said on top of that, they apply the parameters in the wrong environment. Yep. Nowadays it's impossible. Hamburger University. Oh, right, to get a McDonald's. Yep. Yep. And there it is. Sadiq said a franchise is a blueprint. 100%. 100%. I like this. Pelly said Hamburger University, step one, we start with the bun. <laughs> For real. For real. <laughs> he said why this play place look at the look like the um the park at Southside Houston <laughs> Kalisha said them shake machines and nothing to play with for real for real so, like, that's why I wanted to use McDonald's as the example because that's a good example to use as far as the system they got their systems in place they don't play with you McDonald's don't play. No games. Their system very like it's very rare that you go to a McDonald's and have to wait. Like when you order what you order, your stuff's coming out like two minutes, two to three at the most. 
and it's and it's gonna be right. Very rarely does it come out, you know, maybe not right, you know, maybe they had to clean the machine or you know something like that. But that very rarely happens. Most of the time, I would say like ninety nine percent of the time, it's on point, and it tastes the exact same way every time, regardless of which McDonald's you went to. System, they got a blueprint. They don't switch up. That's like, all right, well, we ain't going to use sesame seed buns over here. We're going to use just regular buns. No, we use sesame seed buns. That's what we use for the Big Mac. We don't switch up the bun. Come on, man. It's like McDonald's trying to make their burgers flame broiled. Like, no, this is we don't do flame broil over here. You can't have it your way. <laughs> You gonna have it our way or no way? It's our way or the highway. <laughs> oh man. Yep. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Um, happy birthday to Young Yoda. Yeah, he got mad love in the group chat. Mad love today in the group chat. I think I think Yoda's like twenty three or twenty four, baby. Um, Kennel, what's happening? Or Kennel? I, I, I forgive me if I mispronounce your name. Um, he said, "What I want to know is a secret formula, of of Chick Fil A. What's that blueprint? Because McDonald's is a strategy." <laughs> <laughs> Oh snap He's like nah I don't even eat McDonald's like that What's funny is I don't really I don't eat McDonald's Like I, I The only thing I get from there is the coffee And maybe like an apple pie Every now and then They got good coffee though I ain't gonna front McDonald's probably got one of the best coffees Like their regular coffee It's very good Yep Jamal said, that's why the milkshake machine don't work. Too many people be touching it. <laughs> For real. Kalisha said, Chick-fil-A blueprint like the secret recipe for a Krabby Patty. <laughs> Yo, that is funny. Ernest, what's up? Ernest is here. This, this, I'm sure this will get interesting. Uh, Black Rhythm, what's what's cracking? He said, "What happened to the car? What's what's this?" <laughs> oh my goodness, that's how long. Ernest ain't been around since I've been in the car. Unbelievable. He cook, he cook it all like food. Um, shiny overhead is just the time it takes to be in that forever position. Question is, can you handle the time it takes to get into that position? Whoa. Whoa. Man, I need shots for that. Hold on. Where's my shots? I need shots and all that for that right there. That was hard. Whoa. That was hard. Damn. I got to read that again. Let's rewind. 
said the question is, can you handle the time it takes to get into that position? Woo. <laughs> Man. Mm-mm-mm. Get him, Shiny. That that was hard. That was hard. That's so true. Um, Ernest said McDonald's on clean shit. That's why everything tastes the same every time. <laughs> that is funny. Um, Jamal, the overhead is the new phone I had to buy today, and the mentality to manage it like an actual business. Ooh. All right. I like that. Um, Charles, it's like McDonald's trying to make their burgers taste good. It's just not part of their blueprint or their process. <laughs> oh, snap. Chess, what's up? Um, Damon said, we are the Chick-fil-A of chicken dinners on Nadex. Now, that's a fact. That's a fact right there. That's a fact. Um, Ashton, he said, now I'm done for Popeye's formula. (laughs) Oh, man. Sadiq said, I wish I found TA23 Young Yoda's writing his own ticket. It definitely is. Definitely is. Um, Shiny. He said, who eats McDonald's in 2020? Come on now, like smoking Newports in 2020. Stop it. <laughs> oh, snap. Ernest said he a full-time Zoom teacher now. <laughs> Feel like I'm in a Jamaican basement on a Friday night. Rewind. Yep. Yeah, you've been going for a minute, man. We got official sound effects now, all that. All of that. Um, Torre, what's what's going on, man? Damon said, well, we won't be getting sponsored or monetized by McDonald's on this stream. (laughs) That's a fact. Nope, not this one. This this is not the Mickey D sponsored uh, podcast. Not at all. (laughs) Like, did someone say that the... That we don't claim shit? Is that what they said on the podcast? Yep. Sure did. Yeah, but this is solid, though. I like this. This is solid. But, you know, it really helps you to keep everything in context when you actually think about what it is that you're doing every day to operate your business successfully. So... You know, just to put this in proper perspective also, remember that when you first start training and you're you're beginning to learn and you're starting to work on your mindset and all of that stuff, remember that that's part of the process to, to move into position. But it is also part of the overall business. Like, it's not like you're, it's a separate thing from the business training and everything that you do leading up to getting into position is the business the whole thing it's an all-inclusive 
thing. It's, it's the same thing like I described with any franchise. Any, any franchise has a system of operations that they're using. They have certain systems in place, certain, you know, um, equipment that they use, temperature that they use. Whatever their system is, it's designed to be able to operate, to produce their product at a certain, or I should say, with a certain outcome every time and at a certain speed. That's how these businesses are set up. So they actually time it. They see how long it takes. They know how everything is supposed to be in order for the, the system to operate efficiently. So when a customer comes in and they order something, they get it the same way every time within a certain amount of time. That's efficiency. So we're doing the same thing. We're doing the same thing when it comes to trading. And if you want everything to operate efficiently, the system has to be in place. So that's what the beginning is when you first start. You're building the system. You're creating the system that is going to produce the outcome that you're looking for when you get over here. You see? We know what the outcome for us is going to be is, is profit. Cash. Cash flow. And the system that we have in place is the skill set that you're developing. Part of building the skill set is also part of the system. You understand? So it 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 is important that you include everything in what it is that you're doing. So that you understand the context of where you are now. So just like like right now, wherever you are within training, within your learning and your elevation, it's like, all right, you know what you've done so far. You know what you're doing every day, right? Your daily activity and the time that you're putting in and the time that you're spending on things that you do every day, that's part of the overhead for this business. The time, right? It's like I, I think JT was the first one to say it. The time. So that overhead is part of the business, that's what overhead is. It's, it's something that's necessary in order for the business to operate. And that's what we have here. So, you know, it's important to be aware and to know and understand what it is that you're actually doing and how you're going to ultimately put yourself in position so that you have a business that's running efficiently, you know, versus a business not running efficiently. It's like a business that ain't running efficiently is losing money. They're not profitable. And you don't want that to be what your business is. On the contrary, you want your business to be profitable. And there is a system that needs to be put in place. And there's actually a system already in place to put that system into place that you need to follow. Put it all together. Bam, bam, Bigelow. <laughs> Y'all funny, yes said McDonald's is strategy users. <laughs> um Fonz, what's good? Yep. Uh most said the blueprint we go by will support us for years to come, just like the franchises we're talking about. Well-oiled machine. I'm focused, I'm focused man. man. He on it.
He on it. Um, in and out, the more time that you're in the market, the more that you're exposed to losing your money. That is true. That is true. And there's a there's a, a very specific reason for that too. Um He said, I hate strategies. The education is more important. Absolutely. Because strategies don't work effectively over the course of time. And that's been proven over and over again. The proof is the fact that you can't ever use a strategy for an extended period of time. It might work for a while. If you find one that does work for some period of time, you know, of course, you're going to run into when it doesn't work. And you don't know when that is. You know, you don't know what contract size you might be at by the time that happens. You know, just just think about it like that. It's like, all right, well, let's say that it worked for X amount of time and it let you build up to 50 to 100 contracts. And then it stopped working when you had 100 contracts. You're back to square one now. You see, so. Mm -mm. Nope. It's whack. And it's important to know the difference, too. So. I, I was going to elaborate just now on something that you said. Oh, um, exposure. When you overexpose yourself with the wrong intention in the market. In other words, overexposure is dangerous when you're in trade mode. Hold on. Hold on. Here we go. When you're in trade mode, overexposure is dangerous. When you're in market mode, there is no such thing as overexposure because you're in observation. Woo. J JT said, why use a strategy? We study live market anatomy. <laughs> he just wanted to rhyme. <laughs> That's all that was. You just wanted to rhyme, JT. Shout out to JT. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, that, yeah. You get, you get, you can see, you can see the pastor coming out. <laughs> but this is very true, though. Very true. And that's why I've noticed. And I think I probably have gotten a lot of these messages recently. Matter of fact, somebody messaged me about it today. You know, just talking about how they might be looking in the market and observing and they might see an opportunity and they might feel like they saw an opportunity and they missed it. And now, even though they don't want to, they kind of have that that feeling of they missed it. So they got FOMO now. Right. But. I would say that the most efficient way to deal with FOMO is to just not have expectations in the first place. And every time that you come on the platform, you reset. We talked about this last night in training. Training last night was real good. The last matter of fact, I would say the last two trainings, the, the two live trainers that we did. So many nuggets in them. One of the things that I pointed out yesterday was about resetting. Remember when I went through, when I come on the platform, what I do? 
if I come on the platform at a certain time and the market looks a certain way, if you were already on the platform, you've already seen the market transition into multiple behaviors and environments, just as an example. If I just came on, I'm looking at what it's doing right now, right? I can't go off of the old information. And even you who were present at the time, you're not even going off the old information. So the same way that I come on the platform and restart and reset, when you're looking at the market, even though you were already observing the market, when the market changes what it was doing or what it is doing, you know what it was doing before that. So you have some context to use for what it's going to get back to doing. But for me, it's the first time that I'm seeing it do anything. So when I observe, I'm looking at it without any bias at all. I'm just looking at the pure market and what it's doing right now, right? So now I'm relying on the market to give me the now information. And I'm never going to do anything based on old information. So because I'm constantly in that frame of mind when I observe, I'm going to always be in alignment with the market. Don't matter. It does not matter. It, there's nothing that the market is going to be able to do that's going to throw me off because I already know what it is that I'm waiting for it to do. And until it proves that it's doing that, it ain't doing that. Hold on. Hold on. So it's just crazy how your observation skill alone is saving the day. It's like it's saving you from everything because it's going to prevent the FOMO because it doesn't even matter if, if something was there and you didn't see it. It doesn't matter. That's kind of like me getting on the platform and somebody says, hey, there was an MRMH today. Okay, cool. I'm still going to observe right now. Just because there was an MRMH when you guys were on and I wasn't there, I'm not feeling like, dang, I missed it. You understand what I'm saying? I know that when the market reveals itself again, I'll see it now because I'm watching. And that's it. This is what the process is leading you to do. The process is allowing you to function that way. It always allows you to see what the market is doing in the right now. So you're never going to miss anything. Never. And that's why that FOMO and that feeling, you know, of, ah, oh, dad, I wish I was here earlier when everybody, you know, I was, was, was seeing all this MRMH and all of this, blah, 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 blah. It doesn't even matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Remember that when the market, when the market's ready to do what it's supposed to do, it will. And that's it. You already know what the market does when it pays you money. You know what the market looks like when, it ca when it's time to, to actually ka-ching. When that money's sitting there waiting, you know how the market's supposed to look. How the market look right now. It's not there yet. All right, so it ain't there yet. See? And the same thing happens as you move and you progress. Because as you monitor the market and then you actually see the market become what you're waiting to see, you're like, up, oh, it's here. Let's see if it's going to cash me in. You see? So now you know that the market is 
in that environment and doing that behavior that it's supposed to. And now you're waiting for that trade to come. Instead of just being on the platform all the time, looking for trades all day. And that's what separates our process from everything else that everyone else does. That's why people get slapped up all the time. They don't know what the behavior is in the market that's going on right now. They're not paying attention. You know, a lot of them might even be using the past information. They're looking to see, all right, well, you know, what, what, what we got going on? Let me, let, me, let me run some trend lines. Let me draw this out. Let me see what's going on here. They join, you know, support and resistance. And not to say that those things don't work, but they don't work now. They don't work right now. Any information that you're using that's old is only going to help you to make a prediction of where the market is going to go. But with what we trade, we don't have to predict anything. All you got to do is be correct about what it's doing right now. Oh, my goodness. Different, man. That's why this is a different business altogether. It's just different. Mm-mm-mm. <clears throat> so let me come back. Um, what do you think about high versus low volatility? Which market condition allows for predictability and why? We don't predict at all, Muhammad. It's funny that you even asked that because I just said that. I think I just said something just now about predicting. Yeah, we we don't have to predict. Um, Johnson, low volatility equals accumulation, high volatility, positional moves, but I don't think TA is about that. Nah. Nah. And we don't we don't have a need to do any of that because of one, the instrument that we're trading. And two, the the way that we're trading the instrument. So binaries only require that you're correct about where the market ends when the binary expires. That's it. That's that's how simple it is. It's like, all right, just be right about where the market ends. And you'll you'll win your trade. You'll earn a profit. Now, if you take that and then you combine that with knowing what the market behavior looks like when the market does certain things, when the market maintains a position that it's in, right? Now what you're doing is you're not predicting. What you're doing is you're aligning yourself with what the market's doing. That's lethal, deadly accuracy. In other words, when you're in alignment with the market, the market ain't never wrong. Guess what? You ain't going to be wrong either. <laughs> but the key is that you have to be in alignment with the market, not in alignment with what you want the market to do. There's a difference. Um, cool cat, what's up? Absolutely. Always be present in the moment. That that's what that's what the market is. The market is now. It's here in the moment. Yep. This is good though. Mo said we don't predict the market. We observe it and know what it's doing. Come on now.
Yeah, we don't because I because we don't do institutional trading. So, yeah, you definitely not gonna hear me talk like that. Uh, Michael, what's up, man? Paley, is you're relying on the market with no judgment other than people who look at the market all day. They start to see ghosts. That too. Yep. <laughs> Muhammad said, what's MRMH? <laughs> oh, come on, Muhammad. I'm just messing with you, though. All it is, all it means is permission. That's all. It is permission for us. All right, Ernest. Um, Johnson, you got to know when to enter your environment. Correct. Correct. Ernest said, yep. See, see this is why I be rocking with Ernest. He said the market will do what it wants when it wants. That's it. <laughs> that is it. Question is, do you know what it wants to do? Mm, 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 mm. And that's right. That's right. Forrest said, don't forget about the behavior. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Mike Burford, what's going on, sir? He said, you'll never make the market do what you want. That's how you get castrated. That's a fact. Forrest said, predicting what the market is doing will set you up for a slap. Facts. <laughs> mm -mm -mm. Um, Johnson, more than likely with the five-minute options, you'll be looking for the market to be out of business hours or around 6 to 12. Oh, 6 p.m. to 12 a.m., just my opinion. Um, not necessarily, not necessarily. I know why you're saying that, but not necessarily. Um, Paleo said being in trade mode is like fighting aggressively with a patient fighter. They're just waiting for you to make a mistake. AKA Nate Robinson. <laughs> Yo, Nate got... Nate got his wings clipped. That was terrible. I was like, man, just, just stay down. Just stay down. Um, Johnson said, it's the skill set that will prevent the slap. Facts. Yep. EJ said he just want to be great. Indeed. Um, he says, so you need the limbo land. That's when price reverses. That's mispricing or maybe not. You go with the big continuation move. In both cases, that's high volatility. Um, I don't know. We don't tend. We we will net. We tend not to trade when the market is in a lot of volatility because volatility commonly has 
more than one directional movement in it. Like, like I mean, I understand what you're saying when you say a big continuation, a, a big continuation move. A big move does not necessarily mean that the move was smooth. It doesn't necessarily mean that the move was continuous. Big moves, a lot of times, are a lot of small moves that make up the one big move. And a lot of small, intricate moves within that same move. So, what, what people tend to do when they look at the market, they look, they look at point A to point B. When you got A to Z in the move from A to B. And you don't know what none of it means. It's like it's a lot of different moves in one move from the market going from one point to the next. When you go out to a, a higher time frame, just as an example, the further out you go, the less of an impact those smaller moves are having on the overall market when you go out to a, lo a longer time frame. When you zoom in and you come down, one minute tick chart and you're looking at the intricate movement of the market that gives you a closer look under the microscope at the behavior of the market it's like well how is it moving not where is it moving how is it getting from a to b not oh it got from a to b you understand what i'm saying so that's what we study the movement itself not the whether it's a big or a small move whether the move was big small medium there's there's movement in the move regardless so when it comes to like what we're doing as far as trading binaries binaries don't require that you necessarily be in a trade that is a big move because what if there's a big move but there's volatility in the movement what if there's big moves, but there's reversal energy in the moves? It means that your timing could be off. You might be right about where it goes, but you, you're wrong about when it does it. And because your timing was off, you lost the binary. Like, damn, man, that thing came back all the way in the last 20 seconds. So in other words, for the first four minutes and 40 seconds, you was looking great. Last 20 seconds, the whole move reversed. And it reversed to the point where it went on the other side of your strike price and you lose the trade. See, so when I talk about the market, I'm referring to behavior because of the, the way that we utilize behavior to win on binaries. So it's not relevant to anything else that, you know, you might um, understand or even study. If you if you're doing another type of trading, the way that we look at the market is probably not relevant. Because we're looking at behavior. We're not focused on, well, is there a lot of volatility or not? It doesn't matter if there's volatility or not. Because the market can have volatility in it. And it can have large moves. And those moves can be smooth and continuous. Then the market can have large moves. And them smooths is raggedy and chopped. And they look crazy. So those are two different types of behaviors in the same volatility it's still the same amount of movement but two separate types of behavior in the same movement 
And the question becomes, can you identify and recognize those behaviors? Because understanding the behaviors is how you're going to win binary trades. Period. That's how you're going to win the trades. That's it. Yep. Exactly. Ernest said big moves off a spot forex. Nadex is a different animal. Indeed. And more specifically, the binaries. Yep. You're funny. You're still getting that neat. <laughs> oh, man. Nate will be all right. He'll be all right. Um, Mo said, keep playing with the market. You'll get knocked out like Nate. Nate, good night. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Get your ass tapped. <laughs> uh, polished man, what's happening? Shoebox, what's up? Ooh, JT said the market has no secrets when the behavior reveals everything. Come on now. Facts. Facts. Oh, that's crazy. They, they he said they made six hundred dollars a piece. Yeah, that sounds crazy. All right, so this was a great topic, man. Very good topic. Another one for the record books. Without a doubt. Overhead of an online trading business. Yeah, we cut from a different cloth in this business, without a doubt. And, and we cut from our own cloth on TA. Make no mistake about it. And even and I understand, Muhammad, I understand what you're saying. He, he's saying big moves are more predictable, and I I get it, I get it. But but you remember that there is also, I mean, with what we're doing, we don't have to predict. So fortunately, it doesn't make a difference whether you are good at predictions or not. We don't have to make a prediction. All we need to do is just remain in alignment with the market and we'll know the outcome of the trades that we take. Solid. Solid as a rock. All right, so let me do one last Facebook check. All right, so nobody on Facebook. All right, cool. All right, so we're going to wrap up uh, this episode. 
of the Brooklyn Moses podcast, man. This was hard. Yep. This was good stuff. Yeah, this is um damn, this is episode 17. In the books. Episode 17. Yeah, now that's hard. Mo said the TA blanket is so warm and comfortable. <laughs> You got that fleece. <laughs> we got that fleece, Mo. Yeah, man. All right, so um appreciate you all once again. Y'all know what it is, man. Mark Fuller Team Alliance, episode number 17, Brooklyn Moses Podcast. So we'll be back at it on the next episode with another great topic. And we out of here. We gone, man. All right, so y'all stay tuned. Next topic is going to be a good one, I'm sure. Another one. Another one. All right, y'all, so we out.